and welcome to the second episode of Politics and the Coronavirus. I'm your host, Aiden Rood, and today is Saturday, March 21st. Today we'll be talking again about how the coronavirus and the COVID-19 pandemic affects the world of politics and affects our world in general, since politics really affects everything. On the last episode, I talked about how the outbreak has affected the world of politics in general. Today, I'd like to take our first closer look at a specific subject. And for that, I'd like to talk about the politics of quarantine and other social distancing and closure measures that are being taken to keep people safe and how those affect politics and how politics affect those. So this issue spans government in every form local government, state government, federal government, every kind of government has to deal with issues of how best to take measures that keep people safe, while also balancing that with how to maintain people's freedoms. The first example I'd say of this was last week when the state of Ohio postponed its Democratic primary and election the night before it was planned to happen, and various other states postponed their upcoming elections as well. This is a great example of do you keep people more safe by not having them gather to vote and touch things that other people are touching, or do you work to maintain the important right of voting by allowing the elections to proceed? Some states chose to have elections go on and some states postpone them. That will be a very important question, especially if this outbreak and pandemic continues into November when the general election, which will have huge consequences for pretty much everything, is slated to occur and hopefully will be occurring. So that's a great example of this. Also, school closure, which obviously affects everyone who's probably listening today. Schools being closed is a major step. It affects childcare. It affects students' learning. It affects just how everything is going in people's lives. Kids going to school is a very normal part of people's daily ongoing lives, and it's just part of how our society functions. Five days a week, kids go to school. Parents go to work. That's how things go. And so to change that is to change the entire way that people live. People may not be able to go to work because of their kids having to stay home. And then you have businesses closing. Those people may not be needing to go to work because this afternoon, today, the 21st, Governor Phil Murphy ordered everyone to basically shelter in place. We've seen these orders in several other states already, and now we have it in New Jersey. So basically non-essential business is ordered to close. So food, grocery stores, uh, restaurants for takeout, pharmacies, those things are still open. You can still take a walk or go get groceries, but other than that, The governor has ordered everyone in New Jersey to stay at home. So that means you can't just go into work. And so this is having major impacts on everyone's daily life. So from a political perspective, this is a very delicate balance because people want the leaders to take actions that will make them feel safe. You know, for the past week or so, I saw that every Twitter thread of the governor 
was being bombarded with comments of people demanding that he do shut the state down as he has done today, order everything to close, order everyone to stay home. That is something that people wanted because people want to feel safe. They want others to be safe. They want social distancing to not just be a suggestion, but something that everyone is doing. But on the other hand, you have people who are saying this is not okay. This is going to hurt my livelihood. You have the economic impacts that are going to be massive. We're seeing massive spikes in unemployment. Businesses are closing and the economy is going to suffer potentially for a long time because of this situation where we've got everything shutting down. A lot of businesses can't afford to just have no revenue for several weeks or who knows, maybe even several months and be fine. Go on with that, especially small businesses with thin margins. That's not going to be a possibility. And so all of this calculates into political considerations. Now, obviously, politicians and leaders should not be worrying about what's going to get them reelected or what people are going to support politically. They should be worried about keeping people safe. But a lot of times that's one and the same. If the governor or the president or local officials are able to keep people safe and manage this pandemic in the best way possible, then that will be politically prudent for them. That's going to be good for them politically. If they fail, that's likely going to potentially be the end of their career. So the stakes are very high for leaders, obviously mainly because of the people they serve and keeping people safe, but also from political ramifications. So it's going to be very interesting to see how different leaders choose to proceed. We've seen some very different approaches. For example, the state of Kansas has already canceled the remainder of the school year. Now, here in New Jersey, it seems that we're still expecting to go back to school eventually, soon enough. But one state has already made that not even a possibility. Some states are barely even canceling school at all. It's taken them until now to cancel school. We've seen you know, schools that were still open this past week around the country. So there are very different approaches on that issue. There's very different approaches on these stay-at-home orders. Only a handful of states have them, but a lot of the larger states and often the more progressive states with Democratic governors have these orders uh, than other states don't. So it's very interesting to see what different leaders choose. And in the end, we'll be able to find out what choices were best to serve people. There's certainly an idea that for some, they think that it would be better to overreact and not know if you did too much than it would be to underreact and have people suffer because you didn't do enough. But then on the other hand, some people think that doing too much is just as dangerous because rights are going to be infringed on. And with that, I want to touch on one final subject before we wrap this podcast up. That is martial law. We've seen this discussed. Um, it would be incredibly, incredibly impactful and dramatic if martial law ever did come into effect. I don't think it's likely, but whenever something like this happens, people start to talk about it. We've seen people, you know, tweeting about it, leaders. Uh, mentioning it generally saying it's not going to happen we can't have that happen but the question is what happens when we have that in effect so if you don't know martial law is basically a police state when police are in control there's less trials and more just police enforcing the law how they see fit 
it's a very dangerous thing, and it is generally something that would never really happen, and if it did happen, it's for times of war, extreme chaos, etc. Now, what some people are questioning, and what I think is interesting to look at, is what happens when people are put under control, but we don't call it that. We're seeing the National Guard having already been mobilized in several places. We're seeing people ordered to go home. These stay-at-home orders have been enforced to varying degrees in the states that they have been put in place. But we've seen police telling people, you need to go home when they're out, especially later at night. That's something that can happen. And the question is, is that okay? Is it right for the government to be telling people to go home on the one hand that keeps people safe in theory it's not going to let them get the virus if they stay home and stay isolated on the other hand america is the land of the free and some people certainly are not looking kindly upon the reductions in freedom that are occurring so no matter how we have to keep people safe it's always important to make sure that our freedoms are not completely eroded that the people still have their rights And that'll be something to keep an eye on as things progress. Certainly they're going to progress. It's looking like things will get worse before they get better. And we'll see what happens. So those are some of my thoughts today on the political impacts of the coronavirus and the coronavirus's impacts on politics. I hope you've enjoyed this 10 minutes of my thoughts. Uh, We will have another episode every few days to discuss the latest developments and take a closer look at political issues surrounding this pandemic. This has been Aiden Rood with the Politics and the Coronavirus podcast. Signing off. Have a good night.